This is Moment of Truth with Pastor Samuel Olushegun Oladele, President, Christ Apostolic Church, Nigeria and Overseas. Get ready for a soul-lifting and destiny-molding broadcast, which will set you free. Hooray! The time has come for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to be preached round the whole world from our Jerusalem with new vigor. Join us in our services at Christ Apostolic Church, All Saints Chapel, located inside the CAC General Secretariat Complex and Lugua Bashori Bado. Sunday glorious service is 8 a.m. Tuesdays, 5.30 p.m. is the time to search the scriptures in our Bible study session. Fridays, 5.30 p.m. is the Power Part Prayer Meeting, where God of CAC will be pulling down strong and repackaging people's lives. Your testimony is guaranteed as you join us in all our services. Pastor T.D. Ashokeji, All Saints Chapel's chaplain, says you are welcome to the atmosphere of miracles, signs and wonders. For inquiries, please contact 0909-396-2095 or 0703-298-0805. CAC All Saints Chapel, making ready a people prepared for the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again. We know that um, you love us and you are just too wonderful. Our minds and um, our humanities are just too finite to fully understand who you are. But we know that we love you. We thank you for your love that has been shared abroad in our hearts. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for who you are and for what you have done for us. We say glory, adoration, hallelujah. Be unto your name. In the name of Jesus, we ask, O Lord, that you will speak to us and remove from us every spirit of heaviness. Shed your light into our hearts, O Lord. Illuminate our hearts and let us be able to grasp the very lesson that you want us to in the word that will come out today. To the glory of your name and the edification of our souls, we pray, believing. In Jesus' name. Our text today, Second Samuel chapter 6. Second Samuel chapter 6. Let me read some verses. Verse 1. David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000. Verse 2. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Bali, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. Verse 6. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Verse 7. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. Verse 8. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. Verse 9, David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? Verse 10, So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obededom, the Gittite. Verse 11, The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obededom 
the Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his house. I'll be speaking on the topic, the two sides of the ark. Mama, so lori akori to wipe abalameji ti akoti erini. Two sides of the ark. Abalameji akoti eriolua. It's a common saying that there are two sides to a coin. Oji oro ti aweni ama so kakripe abalameji ni uwe yoni. And that's true, isn't it? This side and that side. It is not only the coin that has two sides, it's almost everything in life has two sides to reach. Even stories, news. Those of us, by the grace of God, who are in the position of authority in the Christ of the Holy Church, we do receive reports daily. Maybe church members reporting their ministers to us and vice versa. And if it's not taken as uh, leaders, you might be misled by how people report events in their uh, various stations and churches. The Yorubas will tell you that only a wicked elder, a wicked elder in the city or town or wherever that will base his judgment on the reportage by just one person. So because there are always two sides to every story, every report, every news, and uh, so on and so forth. So not, not, it's not just the coin that has two sides. Virtually everything in life has two sides to it. Including the ark of the Lord, the ark of Jehovah. What about the ark? When God spoke to Moses in the wilderness, he commanded him to build for him a tabernacle, a place where God will be meeting with his own people. And this tabernacle had three compartments to it. First, you have the outer court where anybody could go. You have the priests. You see the worshippers. There is room even for animals. 
That's the outer court of the tabernacle. Then you have the second compartment, which is known as the holy place. You have some articles of furniture placed in that second compartment known as the holy place. And um, you will see there, first and foremost, the altar of burnt offering by the entrance. And um, you see the lava, which is uh, the basin containing water, which was meant for the washing of the officiating priests. And then you see the table of showbread. Altar of incense. And um, the golden candlestick. Then there was this curtain. And then behind the veil was the holy of holies called the most holy place. And um, the only thing or piece of furniture that you have in the most holy place was the ark. The ark could be described as the very heart of the tabernacle. And um, the ark symbolized to the people of Israel power. It symbolizes the very presence of God in their midst. It symbolizes success, breakthrough, victory, triumph, and uh, all sorts of positive things. And the absence of this ark means defeat failure, calamity, and all sorts of uh, negatives. That's why Moses prayed one day. He said, he said to God, if you don't go with us, if your presence will not go with us, we go nowhere. We rather die here. Because they know something about the presence of God, what it means. As long as the ark remains with them, they were very much assured of the presence of God with them. Other things could be missing, but not the ark. That was for Moses and for the people of Israel. But for us today, who are Christians, those of us that live on the other side of Calvary, 
Because those people were looking towards Calvary. They were looking forward to Calvary. While we who live in this time, we live and we look back to the cross. Yeah. If the ark of God meant or represented the very presence of God among the people of Israel, and uh, it tells us today, those of us that are Christians, we live in the New Testament. We don't live looking for the shadows, but for the very substance. The Israelites looked for that ark. Today, we look for the presence of God with us. It tells us that if there is anything we need to desire most and above all other things, it is this presence of God with us. That's why Moses prayed, if your presence does not go with us, we don't go anywhere. Today, in the church, we, we have our success. We have our eloquence. We have all sort of good innovations. But this and many other things like that will never ever make up for the presence of God with his people, with his church. Because he himself said, in separating yourself from me, you do nothing. And if there is anything we need to desire above all other things today, it is that God's presence will be with us as Christians and the church. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. And I've said it in the past that we can receive without asking. Am I doing Injustice to the word of God. No. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. But I'm saying, Christians or anybody can receive without asking. That's it. But yes, you receive without asking. It only shows that you have received, but not from the Lord. There is a difference between receiving 
and receiving from the Lord. You may have success and not from the Lord. Breakthrough, fame, popularity, progress, and so on and so forth, upliftment, without receiving it from the Lord. And when you have not received from the Lord, you haven't received anything. So that's why whatever you hold in your hand, ask yourself the question, where did I get this from? This is the problem we have with some preachers today who all the time come to tell us of uh, how to do this, how to do that. It's good, but the message of the kingdom is bigger, greater, more powerful than that. Because an atheist, someone in Russia, someone in Moscow, who does not believe in God, who says God does not exist, he can apply those principles that we teach in the church today without making any reference to God and we still get the same, if not better, result. You don't need God to have money. You don't need to come to church to have breakthrough. Many people have received in this world, but not receiving from where? God. That's it, not from God. Ni akoko tiwa yi Ibiye ni yabari yonkong ba Tiki yi shelato do lono Adekpe iduwe ni be koti yi rin kakang ba Ejeke awa kwele Anwe ni yonwa Tujekpe alay ba boni won Uyani ilu roshia Tujek entoti eti Sogbang bang bang ba Ipe yonlono kosi Ni iduwe ni be Shi le ri okpo lopon kang ba O le ri ashe yori O le ni itese waju Shubwa ki yi shelato do loa Idini yi ashe yori Tiwa gege bi yonlono Tiyo ba ni ituma you don't have to come to church to make it the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking the Bible says it's about righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, that's what the kingdom is about, not about eating and drinking, that's what the Bible says with all your gettings get what? wisdom wisdom, and who is wisdom? Jesus is the wisdom of God with all your gettings, with all your eloquence with all your giftings with all your success with all your breakthrough get jesus it matters he didn't believe you it is only those who pray for the presence of the master the presence of jesus in the church in our meeting in our deliberations, in our planning, in whatever we do in the church. It's only those who pray for the presence of the master that do the best job. Yeah. You don't need God to start a church. In this 21st century, in this 2023, you don't need God. You don't need the Holy Spirit to start a church. Somebody was discussing with me almost 30 years ago. He said, if I can get hold of this type of microphone and some uh, drum like this, he said, I will start a church. So, what, what has God got to do with uh, this organ or this guitar? 
or whatever. You can start a church. You see, when you have money, if you have money, all you need is acquire some uh, parcel of land, then begin to erect some gigantic building on it, and then equip everything, buy all the instruments, hire musicians, and so on and so forth. And um, if you want, you can invite the Holy Spirit. If you want, if you don't want to let the Holy Spirit go his own way, you, you have received, you've got it made, but you haven't got anything from the Lord. Because if care is not taken, we think because we have our money, we have our meeting, we have our organization, we have our equipment, and so on and so forth, then the presence of God may not be needed. But those who desire the presence of God above all other desires, those are the people that do the most of the work in the church. And because of me, I don't say ah. Basilian Fanny, King Rio walking round one way, Lori, Iluati Duru, Emna Basibere Joe, Loni Mufeso for Yig Bang Bang Bang, but you pay E. Joshi Dasile, Lies, if you pay or Lono Wanebe, to Batilobo, to Riley, to Coilet, to Sira, one way, Lucy Nore, to Bawa, go leg Banway, young sister, Eto Batia, Wawo, what is up, and Mimima, wow, to Basiwa, Lenny, and Mimima Beja. On to ship pataki julani waloni ni wala yelonu. Ninu awe to wawa yi, I want to shisha to tobi julo, only I want to lip wala yelon sokale, si anewa. The sons of prophet Elisha, when they were going to cut those trees to enlarge their camp, Elisha said to them, Go. But he said, You have to go with us. And if Elisha had not gone with them, when the axe head fell into the water that would have been the end of their fruitless effort futile efforts but because their master was there with them and when they got there and they ran into trouble then the lord used their master to perform that miracle to retrieve the axe head from the river so many times we think we can just go ahead without the master these days of do it alone we have all, all sorts of books that tell us to do it, do it yourself. Jesus warned the disciples. He said, abide in Jerusalem. Stay there until you are endowed with power from on high. We need his presence. Anything we do, anywhere we go, we need the presence of God. One hymn brother says, take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will comfort and everything give to you. Take it wherever you go. Precious name. Oh, how sweet. We need him with us anywhere. We go that Imrata says, I need you every hour. Ni inu bibeli ni bati awoma woli. Ti won fe lo gegi lati le mu aka awon to bi si. Bati won ti e fe ma lo, ope lo pe okan lara awon omo woli to wi pe ah, oga wa woli agba ejo e tele wa lo. Woli yi si tele won lo, ibati won de be ti won se awon se won ni. Ti ki ba se pe woli tele won lo ni. Ori ake to bossi no mi, wong bati wawala, tori, ibati ori ake ibossi no mi, o gana os o pariwonia, awagbe, e li yi sha kwede wikbe, iwala yolonu, lo shek pataki jufun waloni, jesu lua funara de kwa womalei, o tia sofwikbe e losi jerusalemu, e juku, nibe titi, tiao fifiakbara la tokiwa, tafi woni, o kolokoni, awoni bagoto jile, lum soro fun wabibe. Iwala yolonu ninu igbese gbogbo ti a ba ngbe lojojumo lo se patakiju olorin irere yen o wi pe anilo re ni gbogbo akoko another hymn writer songwriter says yes he said while he was here physically some 2000 years ago that's our Lord Jesus Christ he said he raised the dead he cleansed the leper 
he come the sea and so on and so forth but he said today we need him jesus now more than ever we are sailing in stormy weather all his children should come together for we need jesus now more than ever we need him more than they did need him some two thousand years ago this is 2023 the world is becoming more sophisticated more sinful more wicked more heartless we need jesus we sail in stormy weather and we dare not face this storm of life by our own strength and power without his presence but when his presence is there with us we have no problem shall we rise we are going to carry on some other time by the grace of god the two sides of the ark so we have to pray yes Wow. I want your presence with me anywhere I go. Whatever situation I am. Lord, abide with me. Shall we turn into prayer, please? Hooray! The time has come for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to be preached around the whole world from our Jerusalem with new vigor. Join us in our services at Christ Apostolic Church, All Saints Chapel, located inside the CAC General Secretariat Complex and Lugwabashori Badon. Sunday glorious service is 8 a.m. Tuesdays, 5.30 p.m. is the time to search the scriptures in our Bible study session. Fridays, 5.30 p.m. is the Power Part Prayer Meeting where God of CAC will be pulling down strongholds and repacking people's lives. Your testimony is guaranteed as you join us in all our services. Pastor T.D. Ashokeji, All Saints Chapel's chaplain, says you are welcome to the atmosphere of miracles, signs and wonders. For inquiries, please contact 0909-396-2095 or 0703-298-0805. CAC All Saints Chapel, making ready a people prepared for the Lord. That was Moment of Truth with Pastor Samuel Olusegun-Ladele, President, Christ Apostolic Church, Nigeria and Overseas. Join us same time next week on the same station. God bless you. My life tomorrow.
anywhere we go. You know, the ups and downs of life is with us. Some demons may forsake us. Some Judas may betray. Some Peter may deny us. Some friends and close acquaintances uh, may run away. But he said, I am with you. Not only where we are now, not only in Ibadan, not only in Nigeria, anywhere, everywhere we go, he is with us. And said, I will never ever leave you nor forsake you. These are his words. His promise. And we cling to that all the time. Now let's look at um, some of the positive things that uh, the ark did for the people of Israel. Now, when we say the positive things, that will uh, begin to open our eyes to the fact that uh, the act uh, did not just the positive, but also the negative. Um, but the first thing we're considering is that by the uh, presence or with the presence of the ark with them, the people of Israel were able to cross the Jordan. The ark parted River Jordan. We read this in Joshua chapter 3 from verse 14. The Bible says, So it was. That's Joshua 3:14. When the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaretan. So the waters that went down to the sea of the Arabah, the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. So this is one thing that the ark did for them as God's people. It parted the river Jordan for them. <laughs> To the people of Israel, what uh, did River Jordan uh, stand for? 
Remember the people who are going to the promised land. And um, then they met with this river, the river Jordan. So the river Jordan was a kind of barrier between the people and the promised land. barrier. Say, how would they get to their promised land with this uh, uh, river that has uh, overflown? But to them, they have their God, they have the ark. It's like, not to worry, this barrier shall be removed. Life is full of barriers. Satan, demons, men will put barriers before us whether we like it or not. It's not going to be a smooth journey through and through in this world. There will be barriers. Whether we like it or not. Um, yesterday we were the um, Thanksgiving, uh, which was um, in honor of the newly appointed registrar of the University of Ibadan, Pastor Salu. Pastor Salu. And seated uh, to my left was uh, um, an Anglican um, bishop who is now retired but still a professor in the University of Ibadan. And it is also see our Lafia me ni abalufa ijo Anglican kan tiyoti fenti shugon tising kweko tuin kongoleko be professor ni university. And um, I began to ask of some of the um, people, priests, bishops that uh, I do know in the Anglican communion. And when I ask of one particular bishop, bishop who is uh, is retired as well, but now uh, a dean in the um, um, Ajay Krada University, New York. He's a professor there. Professor, no, no. This um, other professor and retired bishop I was talking to, he began to tell me some story about that particular bishop I was talking about. Said when he was to be ordained, said the, the then archbishop refused, the primate refused to ordain him. But you know, that's one barrier. When people say there is no way for you, 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 you can't cross uh, over. Uh, this is where you are going to be stagnated. Stay there. 
sometimes we think it's only in the secular and the business world that uh, barriers are placed in the uh, way of people but uh, come to the church you see that there are many barriers uh, to the top barriers uh, to where um, you are supposed to be barriers everywhere but eventually the um, big uh, bishop that said there is no way for you here uh, retired and uh, uh, then came another one who eventually ordained this uh, man of God and um, eventually I know when he was serving as a provost somewhere and later he was elevated to the position of a bishop and uh, having been consecrated a bishop they now posted him to the very city of the old archbishop who says there is no way for you here. And uh, you know the primate are retired and it's now uh, uh, the responsibility of this uh, newly promoted bishop to take care of this old retired papa. And later on, the old man died. And it was this bishop that buried him. You see, that's how God works. He works in mysterious ways. It's wonders to perform. And I think if I should give you the microphone now to give some testimony, uh, I think you have something to share with us of how God has removed before you some barriers. We always sing the song, I have a reason to praise the Lord. Should I begin to tell about myself, my, my own story? There had been barriers. There had been those who said, no way for him here. We have been written off. We passed by. We forgotten. But you know, barriers mean nothing when you have the ark of God, which is God's presence with you. What is the mountain? Before Zerubbabel. That's what the Bible says. Many times we are afraid of the mountains before us. One him rather says, Is there a mountain in your way? Do doubt and sin abound. He said, Press on, press on. The barrier shall be broken. You will reach the other side. And says, Not by might, not by power. 
not by my, not by power, my, by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not by your own power or by your own might, but when the presence of God is with you, come on, you cross over as if those barriers were non-existent. The Bible says, before him, mountains flee. The hills met like a wax. And the presence of the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. Is a barrier remover or mover. This is what he did for his people. You see, we have the Bible uh, for admonition, for encouragement, for our comfort, for everything we need today. The Bible is all we need for faith and experience because I've always told you, at the end of the day, we shall have to go back to the same Bible. So let's go back to the Bible. All the time. Not the philosophy of this world. Not the psychology of this world. But the Bible, the Word of God. When you have the Word of God with you, you are rightly conditioned. Conditioned. You think biblically. Mountains, mountains, anything means nothing before you. Then another thing that was positive that the ark did for the people of Israel was that it brought down the walls of Jericho. Okay, call No, no, ma. <laughs> so Jericho brought down the walls fell flat. And uh, that's found in Joshua chapter six. As from verse six. It reads Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was, when Joshua had spoken to the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew his trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, while the priest continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout. Then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the, the camp, and Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord, and so on and so forth. And on the seventh day, as we all know, God said, shout, they shouted, and the walls collapsed. Then the 
you know, problem with us is this. Listen to the Bible says, don't shout, don't talk. We talk too much uh, as Christians. We just talk too much. We talk, 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 talk. We what? talk, talk, talk. Atiman Rojojuke. Most times we talk too much. Yeah, that's a problem. He said to the Israelites one day, said, the Lord will fight for you, but you do what? Keep, hold your keep peace. quiet. Many, we don't know how to keep quiet many times. We just talk. We talk. We talk. God said, don't shout. Don't talk until I've asked you to. Along so for Israel, Emma sorrow, teaching all so for you, get sorrow. All so for more, Emil Jaffin, Dake, Panuimo. And we see that they've been coming uh, from Egypt for 40 consecutive years now. They just, they just crossed the Jordan. Okay. One barrier. That's one barrier. And, and then they still met with the walls. Jordan, a barrier. The walls of Jericho, another one. Jordan, it just diwa koko, awo di Jericho aje, awo diwa totu kujuo. Let us uh, know this as Christians that God would never ever remove those things that test our faith. Eje ki ani dan loju gaga bi Christiani pe olonu ni mu awo ti odon ibagbo wa kuro ni wajowa. Never. Laye. Um, when we were young, one of the crosses we used to render in those days in the church was um, um, Jeko, Jeko Gunjija Miotan Jeko Gunjija Miolo Jesu Olubala Jeko Gunjija Miotan Irony. One of the songs we used to sing when we were young is that God should remove all our battles. That is not true. Ogunjija Battles for a Christian will never end. We'll fight and fight, wage war, wage war, face battle and battle until we breathe our last. It's only when we breathe our last that we lay our sword at the feet of the master. And the book of Joshua is full of Many battles representing the life that we need to lead as Christians. We have to battle. We battle with Satan. We battle with uh, the enemies. We battle with our flesh. We battle with sin. We battle with the host of hell. This the very last. As a matter of fact, the church here on earth is called the militant church. That's that's where we are now. It's only when we have gone from here that we join the church triumphant. We are called to fight. We are called to battle. It's not an easy life. I, I, I've told you once that um, uh, when a father, a father in this church once said, um, when I was to be appointed as general as in 2014, a father said, if that's what you are going to do, he told my boss, 
if that's what he's going to do, then expect, expect some war, some battle. And when my boss delivers that message, said, this is what a father said, when I was to be appointed as General Superintendent of Christ Apostolic Church 2014, nine years ago, one of the fathers threatened wars, fire and brimstone, and when that message was relayed to me, um, my name is Olushegu, that's um, named Victor. And by the grace of God, I will always be victorious. That's it. So when God, when, when God is with you, he fights your battle. And nobody dares to bear that name. It's only, Christ himself is the Olushegu. He's the one that fights our battle. the victorious, the triumphant one. The victorious one. All the time. It, and uh, why would there be uh, a victory if there is no battle, if there is no war? So the Christian life is full of so many battles, so many wars to prosecute. Jesus Christ the funeral and in Olushegun. Kini Afinwa is Shegun Tobanis Yogun. Jesu Oluwa Gunin Shajogunwa. So never ever you expect a time in your Christian life that God will remove those things that will test your faith. Mashe Reti Bakani Baya Christian Re Tiolon Yowa Mo Bobontio Dani Bagorewo Tio Mokro. What it does is to give us the faith to stand the test. Let me refresh your memory. We have said it over and over again. Something about the walls of Jericho. Not just a wall, but walls. There were two walls. When you're talking of the uh, 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 situation, the, the uh, battle uh, of Jericho. Jericho. You have the outer wall. You have the inner wall. The outer wall was uh, six feet thick. What's the, what's the um, thickness of this wall of our, of our chapel? Probably one yes. foot. Less than one less foot. Than one foot. Less, less than one foot. Wow, okay. Nine okay. inches. Nine inches, that's it. We're talking of the outer wall that was six feet thick. And then there is a space of some feet, probably 20 feet, between the first wall, the inner wall, and the, and the outer wall. A space between them. The inner wall was 12 feet thick. And then the two walls were joined together by buildings. There were buildings that joined the two walls together all around the city. And that it was uh, in one of those houses that Rahab the harlot was doing her business. That was why it was um, easy 
for her to let down the spice from the world. And so this, uh, uh, look at the thickness and the size of the uh, walls and you have these two lights. Uh, a band of emancipated slaves who had no earth-moving implements. No caterpillar, no bulldozer, nothing. They were just carrying their um, whatever uh, bags and, uh, on their shoulders and their, and their bags. And God said, just keep walking around the walls. Don't say a word. That is, that is stupid, isn't it? That is foolish, isn't it? But the Bible tells us that uh, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. I want to answer you. I want everything to share. That's it. Tio mo be a she she share a cole. Tio nearin she lati we le palet a be coile. Along so fun pe e kon ye o di eka. Emma son koko e rikwe ye o mo gondani. She won't be very so pe o mo go alone. O bonjour bon a yellow. Um, I told our brother in America at that time, I said, um, in America, you hear people saying it makes sense. It makes sense. So, but when God speaks, God doesn't make sense to us sometimes. He doesn't have to make sense to us. Because if, if, uh, if, we, if we were to live by um, the common sensibility of this world, uh, we would miss it. Okay? It doesn't, God doesn't. God may not make sense to you when he said to Moses, stretch your rod towards the sea. It doesn't make any sense. That's mm. foolish. Most of Yes, Noah to build an ark some 40 miles away from the sea. Does that make any sense? Is it going to push the ark when completed for 40 miles to get to the sea? Makes no sense. God will appear to us foolish, supremely foolish sometimes. For he who said to him, build that ark there, he provided the way, the means through which or by which the ark will float. We are just too wise today in the church, too wise. Sometimes call council meeting, elders meeting, and you begin to hear certain things, and you want to ask the question: Where is this coming from? Is this is this uh, God's own uh, way of doing His thing? And um, what do we see? The Bible says, let the priest carry the ark 
and uh, you walk around the the walls kini bibele so oni awon alofa kan gbe apoti eri sajo yin ki e sirin ki e yepo odi ilu na and when god's own appointed time came the bible says the walls collapsed nigbati akoko olorun fun ara re to ogiri lowo fun ara and um some, sometimes about two weeks ago somebody was telling me that uh, a study a uh, study had shown that uh, the the walls actually sank and you come back me so ni bi o se meji seyin oni nti o sele gan awon imo ijinle ti fi on pe o di jericho ori ori wonu le ni that's why it was easy for those people to walk versus and they rushed into this there was no rubbish to uh, to impede their movement they just rushed into the city and they, they possessed the city e ri pe o di owo pa won in to fi rorun fun lati rin wonu ilu na won sare wonu ilu na lati gba ilu na ni bibele wi when the presence of god with, is with you no problem is insurmountable ti iwala ayo olorun ba ti wa pelu ore ko si oke kan ti o se gun ko si isoro kan ti o se bori re big high tall so what before god o to bi o fe it means nothing. The walls, the two walls were 30 feet high. But how high is the God of Israel? Russian woman. Higher than the highest. 10 feet, 10 feet, Abi. Higher eh? than the highest. Higher than the heavens. So Christians don't have to panic because of anything. For I know whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him again. Many of us don't know whom we are believing. So let everyone who has the presence of God with him or her rejoice. Let everyone who has the presence of God with him or her rejoice. Because to them belong power, strength, victory, success. For if God is not with us, if God is not with us, we are helpless. With our education, with our wealth, with our connection, with whatever, we are helpless. Before we pray, in 1989, uh, that's some 34 years ago by the grace of God I was in Singapore and uh, for a short course on leadership some of you know about that school Hegai Institute for Advanced uh, Leadership, leadership. Training 
we were 64 participants from 41 different countries. And one of our one of the resource persons, our lecturers, was Dr. David Wangi. He came from Hong Kong. Hong Kong. A Chinese. Um, China, but um, he was not living in the mainland China, but living in Hong Kong. And um, he taught us so many things. He touched lives. Um, he was always going from um, Hong Kong to China to encourage persecuted Christians in China. And um, he said, sometimes when he went to China, he went with the uh, aim of encouraging believers. believers that were being persecuted, but said he ended up learning from them and being encouraged by them. Because as we know, it was nineteen forty nine that the Cultural Revolution took place in China, where all when all missionaries from Europe, from America were sent packing, uh, then the Chinese people embarked on their cultural revolution. In 1949, the number of born again Christians in China was only 1 million. And um, after the missionaries were kicked out, uh, the church went underground. They could not gather like this openly for worship. They had to go to um, houses uh, incognito uh, without people recognizing them. Um, when he choose to go to Elder uh, Ishola's um, uh, house today and tomorrow uh, we go to the house of Baba uh, Olawiye and uh, like, like we are just coming to, visit, uh, to, to greet, and that's where we will read. Probably, uh, only one copy of the Bible will share. Then we'll go home, so that the communist police will not come after us. That's how the church was meeting. But then, in 1989, when we went there, 40 years after the Cultural Revolution, 40 years after the church went underground, the number of Christian in China had risen from 1 million to 50 million. So, and he began to tell us the secret behind all this. Right. Yeah. And um, 
to become a Christian, to, or to be a Christian in China, every Chinese Christian has gone through some baptism of fire. You could see that on their faces. Dr. Wang said in his own presence, his own pastor was clubbed to death. Dr. Wang ni That's what it means to be a Christian in China. And he said, there was this day he went to China to see the pastors. And um, he said, <laughs> when he was addressing them, uh, he said, these were pastors who had been through it all. Baptism of fire. Imprisoned. Uh, some, some, of, some of them, uh, when they began to tell you what they've been through, you feel sorry for them. And uh, he said, he said, this is me. Coming from uh, sing, uh, uh, Hong, uh, Hong Kong, Kong telling pastors uh, in China of how we went to America and we went to a five-star hotel. Uh, uh, the, uh, we, we, we did this seminar. We had breakfast. We had lunch in five-star hotel. He said, this is me talking about five-star hotel to pastors uh, in uh, uh, all-star hotel. All-star hotel, which simply means eh? open space. Hmm. In the night, it is only the stars that give them uh, illumination. He said, he said, why doing that? He said there was this old Chinese pastor just looking at me like that. He said he, 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 he gazed uh, very uh, fixedly at me. And he said, after I said all that we did in America, he said, the old man said, hmm. You people, you have much of God, but we have God. Oni lojo ni gba kan to nlo China lo gba oni iyanju awon iranse Olorun. O nbe sini so fun won ba won se lo America, ta won keko, ta won jeun, ta won lo awon bikan. We iranse Olorun kan agba iranse Olorun wa be sini wo ohun bayi. Oni gba to so gbogbon to ni so ni hmm you have received so much from God but we have God that is God it means we have nothing else but God you can travel from one country to another you can stay in five star hotel you can have dinner with uh, the highly placed people. Yeah, you have eh? Eh? too much of God. So much from God. But we have God. Sometimes we boast of our connection, of our we travel here, we travel there, we do this, we do that. But without God, without His presence, we are saved not. We are not saved anywhere. You can have much of God if you don't have God and His presence. You are not saved. Let's stand for prayer.
lopopo egba ti a rin ajo ti a gbadun ti a sape ti a se gbogbo e a le ni awon nkan won yin lai si olorun ninu re mo fe so fun wa pe ti a o ba ni olorun ko si abo fun wa o eje agbadura his presence his presence his presence iwa la ayo olorun nikan is enough for us ni o to fun wa let's sing this song eje ko ni is enough for me is enough for me what it took for me the man of calvary is enough for me is enough for me Lord, I will have you. Oluwa, I will have your presence. I will have your power. Your strength. I will not trust in my own. My own resources. I will have you. Above all other things. Shall we turn it to prayer? Lord, I would have you. More than anything. I want to have you more than life itself, more than wealth, more than education, more than my network, more than my network. Thank you, Father. 
thank you, Father. Father, you are God indeed. Thank you for your infallible word you have sent to us this morning. Thank you because you have brought your throne. Father, as man, we take it even before us this moment. You have visited us again. We appreciate you, Lord. You are the shepherd. You are the good shepherd. David said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hmm. Thank you, Father. That we may not lack, you have come to us again. We in our miserability, in our confused states of mind. Father, you visited us again. We bow at your doings. Thank you, Father. Your word has penetrated us. Father, we are healed. We are made whole. Take glory, honor, and adoration in the name of Jesus. Many more of this, Lord, we want to know. We want to see you. You are sweet. You are sweet. It's like we can take you and start to put you in our mouth and then we are comfortable. At your delivery, at your saving, and at your redemption. At the salvation you came to give just freely, it is you. Father, it is you. It is only you. No one can give it. It is only you. Thank you, Father. You have given us to drink. You have given us to eat. You have given us to relax in. He says, it leads, it leads me. Even he prepares a table before me in the face of my enemies. So we are nothing. We need you. We don't want to know much about you. But we'll have you. Thank you, Father. That we may know you. Apostle Paul said that I may know you and know even the, the power of your righteousness and even to taste of the death. If the test has not, your death has not favored him, you wouldn't say, I want to taste of it. Thank you, Father. You have been timid. You have been running away here and there because we have not listened to you well. Shout not. Say, be still. Be still. Be calm. And see what the Lord will do. Thank you, Father. You are wonderful. Once again, you have shown us this morning that you are the Lord and no other God. We appreciate you. Receive our thanks and adoration in the name of Jesus. Your infallible words have come to us speedily. 
Father, let it be our food today. Let it flow in the stream of our blood. And let it be digested that we may continue to grow in you and know you the more. Your son, our father, you have used. He gave it just as if he was there with you. You gave it to us from the foundation of the world. You gave us to Christ Jesus. Father, you pray for us. Continue to be with us. Say so you came for us, with us, and now you are in us. Lord, remain in us. And project us ahead. We will continue to say thank you, Father. You will continue to lead, and we will continue to follow you. Thank you, Lord. Bless your son. Increase him the more. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We cannot thank you enough. We're told that even eternity is just too short to sing the praise of your holy name. But we say, O oh Lord, that uh, the uh, little that we're able to bring before you in praises and thanksgiving, you please accept in Jesus' name. Lord, this particular hour, we pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to our hearts as we pray in Jesus' most blessed name. Good morning, church. The Lord bless you richly. Yeah, we want to um, continue uh, our consideration of the topic we um, term two sides of the ark. Yeah, and um, we, I think uh, for two Sundays out of um, the four or five that we've been worshipping here, uh, we did talk about this particular topic, the two sides of the ark. And um, a very brief uh, review of what has been said in the past. Um, the ark, as we should know, we are Christians, there are things we ought to know. If we are woken from our sleep and we ask some questions, we should not scratch our head uh, for an answer. Um, the ark uh, is one of the articles of furniture that was uh, placed in the tabernacle of the Old Testament. And there were other articles there. Uh, the details of which you cannot be talking about now. Uh, but this particular article of furniture called the ark uh, does represent the very 
presence is a symbol of the presence of God amongst his people. Sugbon ohun ti ape ni apoti ere o je apere iwala ye Olorun laarin awon eyan re. And um we have said that um no matter what we do or say uh or plan no matter what the program and uh, the meeting and the council and everything the church what we need to desire most is the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ himself amidst us ati so fun wa pe ohun ko un iyo woke a ma se ninu ile ijosin boya isin ni o tabi eto tabi ipade abi ohun ko un iyo woko je ohun to ye ko se pataki na kan wa ti o ye ka ma po ngbe re ni wa laayi olorun let us not forget this no matter how brilliant, how eloquent, how uh, aesthetic, no matter how beautiful our environment, no matter how sonorous our voices are and things like that, whatever we do, we need, we need to ask the question, where is the presence of God in all this? And I've said it earlier that um, yes, we can have without asking of him, we can receive without necessarily uh, taking from him, but uh, it simply comes down to this that we wouldn't have uh, received from the Lord. Yes, receive, yes. Uh, having things, yes. Uh, things could be done, but may not be from the Lord or by the Lord. So in everything we do, uh, in everything we practice or plan, achieve in the church, the presence of God matters most. Because he's the one who said, In separating yourself from me, you do nothing. So let us not forget that. Is God with us? Is seeing to our program, is seeing to our planning, is seeing to our council, is seeing to our meeting, and so on and so forth. It matters very much. And on, we, had, we have also considered uh, some of the positive things the Ark was able to achieve um, for the people of Israel. Remember, we said the Ark was it that uh, parted the uh, Jordan before them. And you will recall what we said about what Jordan represents, a kind of barrier uh, between them and the promised land. And we have said that um, doesn't matter um, what barrier is placed before us either by men or by uh, some enemy or whoever may want to place some kind of barrier before us. This is nothing when we have with us the very power 
of God. And we also talk about um, the ark uh, being with them, help them to uh, bring down the walls of Jericho. Jericho Bale. And uh, that's, um, yes, having uh, gone or walked through Jordan on dry ground, uh, the walls of Jericho were still very much before them, and we said that God would never ever remove those things from us, the things that will test our faith. Our faith must of necessity be tested from time to time, and that the Christian life is a life of battle. Anything that tests our faith. And uh, if, when you see faith itself, when you, when you have faith, uh, it's like you are being told that you will need this when the battle of life uh, comes before you are face to face with the battle of life. When you say you have faith, you don't, ha you don't need faith for some other things of life, but when God says, I keep you with this faith, it's like saying to you that you will need it. It's like um, uh, uh, you go to a friend's house, well, this is, we, this is the city of Bada, but those of us that were brought up in the village, we know wh what it means to uh, have a friend uh, give you to gi a friend will give you a kind of touch or lamp uh, when you are going home when it's dark. My friend, you will need this. Take it along. It may be you know, that may, may have been given to you in the afternoon, but that friend by giving you a kind of lamp or torch is like saying to you, friend, you will need this because it's going to be what later? Oh my goodness, eh? It's going to be dark. So when God says, I give you faith, um, it's another way of telling you that dark days are ahead of you, difficult days are ahead of you, you will need this. That's what faith about. <laughs> Yala oje oju momo ni o on so fun pe ile yo shu o o si ma ni lo fitila ilona sometimes when we travel what some friends like to give me is that this kind of touch uh, all this all this uh, chinese uh, made uh, uh, something uh, why <laughs> because they know what nepa can do in this country <laughs> and so they always give me this uh, uh pastor uh, have this and i wouldn't need that uh, in the, during daytime, but they know what darkness can do in this part of the world. They say, we give you this. And I know that some of you uh, in your home, uh, you have some uh, touches, uh, something that is very much uh, uh, um, uh, akin to uh, my experience. Babi, Tabari, Niajo, I want you to have a fitila, Munlowa, Tiako, in touchlight, to repay one monthly, I want a lera, Munawa, my fiancé, you relate the way. Now, but the same ark uh, 
which was their pride, which symbolized the very presence of God with them, was one day taken away from them. In First Samuel chapter four, Samuel ekini ori keri. Um, <laughs> I read from verse nine. Oka lati esekeso. First Samuel four, Samuel ekini ori keri. From verse nine. Lati esekeso. They said to themselves, "Be strong and conduct yourselves like men." Okay, that's what the Philistines said. You Philistines, that you do not become servants of the Hebrews as they have been to you. Conduct yourselves like men and fight. So the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated. And every man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. And verse 11 says, Also the ark of God was captured and the two sons of Eli Hopefully, and the final house died. A Philistini, Alright, so if you read from verse 1, it says, Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines and encamped beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped in Afik. Then the Philistines put themselves in battle array against Israel, and when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. And when the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us, that when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people went to Shiloh, they sent to Shiloh, that they might bring from there the ark of covenant of the Lord of hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Yes, because 4,000 of the um, uh, army, 4,000 soldiers were killed. And they said, okay, it's, it's because the Ark is not here with us, let's, set, let's send for the Ark. And that they did. They sent for the Ark. Yes. Israel is and when the ark was brought to them now uh, thinking that the, uh, uh, the uh, arrival of the ark will bring about a kind of turnaround uh, into their situation it was a, it was the other way around the Bible says it was then when the ark came that 30,000 still fell uh, 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 there on the battlefield. So, don't forget, we are talking about the two sides of the ark. 
Why would the same ark that um, dried the waters of the Jordan, the same ark that uh, collapsed the walls of Jericho, why will it be that in the very presence of the same ark, 30,000 soldiers among the people fell? Kini dire ti o fi je pe apoti eri kan na ti a ti pare la ojo Jordani ti a ti pare wo oji Jericho to fi je pe nibi ti apoti eri wa ni a ti pa egba medogbon omo ogun Israel And now if the question is asked who who exactly was it that robbed them of the ark who was it that took the ark away from them the Bible says the ark of God was captured. And who captured the ark? Who? The Bible says, yes, if I, the question, who, who took the ark away from them? Who will say who? Eh? The Philistines. And um, if they were to pray, um, if there was anything, anyone they want to pray against, it will be the, the who? The and that's that's uh, that's what we do these days, isn't it? Yeah, we'll say it's the Philistines that took the ark away from them, but no. Uh, it was their sin that robbed them of that ark. Um, so like um like uh, Samson. Um, it is not the Philistines. It was Samson himself and what he went into that robbed him of that power. Be it on Samson now, Losheri, Kinshe, Amo Philistine, Lomo, Samson, Shubon, Onto Tiwobo, Ati or Notiori, Eshetuda, Lomoko, Wanunto. We pray a lot in this part of the world. Our a lot, a lot. And we've been told that um, after the Christians in South Korea, Nigerian Christians pray next. South Korea, Nigerians And you know that when we offer our prayer, we talk about this enemy, that enemy. We like to send something back to the sender to return them like that, uh, and so on and so forth. We 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 pray a lot about the enemies and the war they wage against us. But one thing we uh, seem or tend to forget is that uh, there is no enemy that can prevail over us without our own express permission. 
Shubon amangba gbe wikpe otakan kan ole bori wa la isi e yonda la ti wa. How many times have I reminded you of um, the cause of Balaam against the people of God Israel? I mo ye gba ni mo ti ran waleti ni pa egun rire ti Balaam ufi a omo Israel ire. You know, today prophets, evangelists, pastors, apostles tell us of the different kinds of causes. Loni awon woli ajinrere awon iranse olorun ma nfi ye wa awon orisirisi egun ti o wa ti a le fi yan re and um uh we we like to hear this we when when uh um, messages like that like like that come out we pay attention because we think we are under one cause or the other well there is a general cause when men fell or man fell in the garden of eden the most devastating cause was uh, heaped on the head of man. Okay? Um, the woman, the man, the serpent, and the earth itself, they were caused. So, those causes uh, are the general one that uh, we all carry about uh, until we come to Jesus. Uh, Ironi wa ma dide a ma nferan lati ma gbo awon oro be lati odo awon iranse Olorun sugbon eje oye wa pe gbogbo eniyan ni a ti fere nigbati asubu asin lo labe egun yen laisi Jesu but when we come to Christ sugbon ti abati to Jesu wa he says we've been delivered from the curse o so pe ati gba wa kuro labe egun ofin another causes ati awon egun ti a ti fi ware and uh, we have the bible uh as uh, our authority. So we, we can learn from the case of Balaam when he tried to curse uh, the people of God, hired by Balak, the king of Moab. He got money. And they prepared uh, everything uh, that was uh, necessary to cause God's people. You remember it was seven oxen. Seven rams. Seven altars and that was repeated it was done three times twenty-one oxen twenty-one ram twenty-one altars so he was afraid of that or shall I say, who will not be afraid of that? So why some people come to tell us that uh, uh, some people are doing this or that and so on and so forth. Yes, and those things are um, capable of sending jitters to your spines. But when we go to the Bible, you you see, what you want to say, what is this? What is this before the child of God? 
somebody killed a chicken because of us if, if, if somebody should do that somebody should put some uh, some little uh, um, little uh, what is it millimeter eh? or liters of oil uh, palm oil fresh egg and some echo in a pot and place it before your uh, door. Okay? You wake up in the morning, you open it. What, what do you want to do? It's the wrong so. back. But how much would that cost? How much would that cost? We're talking of uh, 21 oxen. Uh, last year, <laughs> during the pastor's conference last year, um, we woke up at the cage and uh, we discovered that uh, a big cow, uh, cow had been, had been uh, slaughtered. The, the blood was drained and they put it right uh, under the billboard of Apostle Bawala Tikeji there along Elisha uh, Kure Road. I said, so what? So, you're just, it's like, you're just wasting your money. What, what is this? What is this to us? What is this to us? Um, the cow you are supposed to slaughter and enjoy, you just console what you That's just a cow. Malu, last Sunday. What's in it? Just one. Because we're talking of 21. You see, how much will a cow cost these days? Those of you who, who celebrate. Ram 21. Agbo. 21 altars. And yet, when Balak, the uh, diabolic uh, prophet, uh, opened his mouth, he just began to bless. To the astonishment of the man, the king that hired him. See, look, I've invited you, commissioned you, given you money, hired you to cause these people, and you have blessed them all together. And what was the response? He said, How can I cause the one who is not caused by God? It's only God who causes. It's Bala- only the cause of God that we have to fear. But then, in chapter 5 of that book, I think it was in Numbers, we are not reading now, the Bible says the Moabites, they are beautiful girls, have clad um, exhibiting some succulent parts of their body. They came visiting the camp of Israel on the plain of Moab there 
and um, displaying their wares, selling their things, and uh, they attracted uh, the uh, attention. They lured the people of God, the men of Israel, into sin with them. And the Bible says, 24,000 of them died. It wasn't the prophets hired to cause them that did that. It was what they brought upon themselves. So, we are saying the presence of God, we need it, yes. Don't let us forget that. But we can be robbed of that if we don't live right with God. Ni ese karun iwe numeri aka wipe awon obirin mu abuwo arin Israeli lo won 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 darapo mo Israeli oju awon omokunrin Israeli wo won ba won se asema se won ba won dese wala ayo Olorun si fi won sile ako wipe egbe edogbon okunrin Israeli ni apa kilofa se Olorun se se mu abulo pa won ni rara ese ti won da ati ohun ti won ki wo boni Anilo ilo iwala aye Olorun looto sugbon e ma je agbagbe ohun ti o le mu ki a so ipa ti agbara re nu and um yes good to pray against the enemy but better to pray that we will be righteous be holy and uh, be ever ever united uh, rightly related uh, to god o da kagbadura lodi si awon ota Shubon on to dad you alone pe cabere for your fair, lati your war alone, lati bay where ye were me more at ye soto, lati lay she on to fair cache. A man of God said, Give me hundred men that fear nothing but sin, I will change the whole world. And on your long connie, a for me, or gone walk on it, tico beru con yato see a she, more ye po. God hasn't changed. Along with tea, ye quadda is ark. Symbolizing his presence is still very much with us today. The Bible says his ears are not heavy, his hands are not shortened. And he can still deliver till today. The Bible says it is your sin that separates you from God. So the power of God will remain taken away from us as long as we are not right with God. The ark which they very much uh, love to see amongst them, which uh, they trusted so much, was taken away from them by the Philistines. 30,000 fell on the battleground, even in the very presence of the ark. But the case of God, we shall be, maybe another three, four Sundays, we shall be looking at what the ark does differently to different people. Because 
and uh, how you cannot say that there is a particular thing in this world that does only one work. That is just only one thing. The ark didn't do just one thing. The ark did the positive and the negative. And uh, you will see in the course of our consideration of this topic that uh, it is not the ark per se, but the one who comes in contact with the ark that matters. This we shall see uh, in different uh, ways by the grace of God. That we need not trust a thing in life that uh, it will do only good. We need not think that just one thing will do only the bad. The Bible says, but take heed unto yourself. That's right. We do take heed of, uh, uh, of many other things, but not ourselves. We do take heed uh, unto some events of life, but not ourselves. Every Christian needs to ask the question, hey, who am I? What am I? What's my disposition to the events, happenings of life? I pray that uh, these few words will uh, sink into our hearts. And guide us in But don't forget today. The Philistines took away the ark. They didn't have such power, but because of the failure of God's people, the ark was taken away. Philistines God remains the same forever and ever. Uh, 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 Those of us that worship him that must examine ourselves. The Bible says, examine yourself whether ye be in the faith, not in the church, not uh, a member of any Society in the church, but if you are in the faith, let us rise for prayer. Lord, anything that I will do that will rob me of your power. Deliver me from it. Shall we turn it to prayer?
Good that I'm here on earth. Thank you for the way you lead us, the way you guide us through your word. We thank you because you are always there for us. And we shall be yours forever according to the hymn that we did sing this morning. Lord, we say glory be to your name. Accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Once again, O oh Lord, we pray that the one that will come out will be unto us spirit and life Amen. in Jesus name Amen. good morning everyone um, we want to still look at the topic the two sides of the ark the two sides of the ark and um, this we've been looking at for yes I think this will be the fourth time that we shall be um, considering this particular topic the two sides of the ark um why do we want to talk about this just to let us know that uh, there is no there is nothing here on earth that does only one job uh, there is nothing that plays just a role in life. And uh, this is what the ark tells us. And uh, we've been told of how the ark to the people of Israel represented the very presence of God amongst his people. As it is, so far be Oshajekwe, Iwala, Yolonni, Akutia, Rinche, Akujuere, Lan, Israeli. So God was not joking when He asked Moses to put all these articles of furniture in the temp- in the ark. I mean, um, tabernacle rather in the tabernacle. Yeah. E tu mosekwe alone o konfishere nimbati o so far mosekwe koshe to Akutia, Rikosi, Fisani, Awo Inyare. And we have also considered some of the things that the ark did for the people of God Israel. One, it parted Jordan. Then the walls of Jericho fell at the presence of the ark. And we saw how the same ark was taken away uh, by the Philistines. And we talk about how uh, the presence of God is what we should desire above all things as God's people. And that we should not be afraid of any cause. It doesn't matter 
by whom from whom Christians are not afraid of cause or causes asigba wa ni anju lati ma beru ohun tin se ifede e egun tabi ka finire bi christiani a oni lati ma beru won once we have with us the very presence of god ti abati ni wa laaye olorun pelu wa a oni lati beru um let's look at another thing that the ark did for the people of god or on behalf of on behalf of god's people eja we read in 1 Samuel 5 uh, 1 and 2 then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod when the Philistines took the ark of God they brought it into the temple of Dagon and set it by Dagon awon philistine si gbe apoti ere olorun won si mu lati ebiniseri wa si ashdodu nigbati awon philistine gbe apoti olorun won si gbe wa si ile dagoni won gbe ka ile ni eba dagoni yes we about 3 Sundays ago when i had the opportunity of standing for you like this we talked about how the people of god were robbed of that ark forcibly taken away by the Philistines. Nibi ose meta seyin ti mo ni ori ofe lati duro ni waju oyin bi eleyi mo so fun yin bi o se je pe agba apoti ere lowo Israel ti pa ti pa. And what did the Philistines do with this captured ark? Ki wa si ni awon Philistine se pelu apoti ere ton fi pa awon gba yi. The Bible says they brought it and took it into the temple of Dagon. And they placed the ark of God beside their own uh, God, Dagon. So to those Philistines, uh, they had overcome. Once they have captured what they thought was the power of God to Israel. But if we read further, the Bible says something happened in the course of the night. Why people are rejoicing, thinking that yes, we've got it made, we've captured the power of these people. The Bible says, during the night, Dagon fell. What does that tell us? Why should Dagon fall before the ark? There was not there, nobody was there among the Israelites to pray, to fast. As a matter of fact, they were a conquered the people. They've been conquered and their power taken away. Or the symbol of their power 
taken away, shall I say? Ko si omo Israel kankan nibiti apoti eriwa ni egbe dagoni lati gba dura tabi lati gba awe. Ani to to gan awon omo Israel je eni ti ati teri won ba asi ti segun won nitori pe ati gba ami agbara ati wa laayo Olorun laarin won kuro. And yet dagon the pride the god the symbol of the power of the Philistines fell before that ark. Sibe dagoni tin se ohun yi orisha ati Olorun ati ami agbara Philistine osubu niwaju apoti ere Olorun. Israel as God's people had failed. Israel bi awon eniyan Olorun won ti kuna. And that's the reason why the ark was captured. E di na re ti afigba apoti ere lowo won. And yet dagon fell. Sibe dagoni shubu by that incident we were to learn that God's people may fail. Isele yi fi ye wa pe awon eniyan Olorun le kuna. And God's people have been failing for some times. Nitoto awon eniyan Olorun ti ma nkuna. Yes, there will be some deserters. Loto awon isele buruku kan le isele. Deserters, those who desert. Awon kan le ko wa. No, no, no. Awon they they may desert Christianity. Awon kan le se igbagbo. Some may deny only say and um there will be all that some may be weak elomi gan le won le rewesi there could be on the part of christians inconsistency of life ni ipa ona christiani a le ri awon aise dede ni igbe aye won christians are fallible christiani je eni ti o le subu ministers are fallible awon iranse olorun gan ma nsubu and when we see this the failure of God's people, the failure of God's servants, the weakness of the people that profess Christianity, the outsiders, those who are not Christian, may want to clap. They will think the end has come to the church. Of Christ. If we read through church history, um, right from the day of Pentecost, we will see uh, some fallings and failures and uh, some traces of the weakness of God's people. There have been great men and women of God uh, whose uh, the fall or falling uh, has brought about a kind of um, uh, discouragement to the hearts of so many of God's children. But one thing is this. The church sometimes may fail and to say we cannot fail it will be uh, a grand grand deception on our part. The church may fail. The church sometimes has failed. Now, what, what do you think is responsible for the emergence of uh, uh, new churches, new ministries, uh, new generation churches, and so on and so forth? Sometimes this can be traceable to the failure of some orthodox churches, of those who have become uh, complacent 
uh, with a spiritual condition. And even when, even look at Moses for example he went to the mountain to bring the law to God's people um, you know while the uh, law was being given to Moses on the mountain the first and the second commandments were being broken by the people uh, down there Thou shall have no other God beside me. Thou shall not have any graven image. These two commandments were being broken while God was giving them to Israel or through Moses on the mountain. And, and when Moses came down and he saw the commotion how Aaron had led or misled God's people he broke the law the tablets of the law he, he, he wondered today why the law cannot be or in the Old Testament why it became impossible for anybody to fulfill the law fully. Not, no one could keep that law. Why? It was a broken law. Moses himself broke it. Broke the tablets of the law. How could anyone now keep that which has been broken by even the, the giver of the law? So Moses went up, he came down, and the Bible says his eyes, his face was shining so glorious because God's he had, he had seen God's vision and uh, his face, his countenance could no longer be the same. The says, and Moses used to cover his face using a veil. Because the glory was too enormous. But <laughs> the Old Testament didn't tell us anything about this. But it, in the life of Moses, there was a time when that glory was no longer there. No, the Old Testament didn't say that. Uh, but when we go to the uh, New Testament when Paul was writing the Corinthians he said Moses used to cover his face with the veil because of the glory but Paul didn't stop at that he said because of the glory that was passing or the glory that was f- 
fading. That's all right. The Old Testament never tells us that uh, the, never, we are never told in the Old Testament that the glory was fading. But thank God for the light shed uh, on this through the uh, epistle of Paul to the Corinthians. said, because of the glory that was fading. And um, all Moses had to do, I'm saying this now because of what Paul said that the glory was fading, all Moses had to do was go back to God for the restoration of that glory. But instead of Moses, you know, this is why the Bible is the Bible. This is why the Bible is a sacred book. You know, the sacredness of a book does not depend uh, in any way on its volume. Okay, otherwise, uh, the Quran will have been more sacred than the Bible because it's what? It's more voluminous. It's more voluminous. But the sacredness of the Bible has to do with uh, truth. Everything that nothing to hide. Nothing nobody that no there's no there's no covering for anybody. That's why we have to talk about the fall of Abraham. Did Abraham fall? Did he? Yes. He went down to Egypt. Abraham Egypt. What do you call that? Is that the rising? Is that the rising on, the, on his behalf? On his path? Eh? Eh? He, he shouldn't have gone to Egypt, but he went there. Abraham will buy lost Egypt. Because of what? Torikini. Famine. Torikinyan. Nothing to eat. Kosintioje. And a demand of faith had to abandon faith. Because you know that faith is not about seeing. Okay, faith. Is when you don't see and you believe, and the whole promised land, eh? the land of, of Canaan, where Abraham was, the the old promised land. I think the only thing that that land seemed to promise to him was death, because there was famine. So there, all he could see was oh, after this famine is going to be what? Death. And because of that, ah, well, I've got to abandon faith, Yare. Then he went down into Egypt, Egypt. and the Bible says, "Whoa." Unto those who go down into Egypt. Egypt. Abraham fell. Because 
o fi igbagbole o sokale lo si Egypt bibeli so si so pe egbe ni fun awon ti o sokale lo Egypt and uh, he took a wife another wife from Egypt that place. and uh, every uh, sand of a uh, gun and bomb in uh, middle east today as a result of what our father did then abraham abraham <laughs> you know some of <laughs> those of us that, that come from a polygamous uh, uh, house. Um, you know, I, I, um, I remember when a polygamist died some twenty something years ago, and uh, I happened to be one of the ministers that will uh, see to the affair of the family. Uh, different wives, about five wives, and uh, the Baba himself is gone. And uh, you know that when they go like that, uh, there will be some squabbles uh, in the family. I didn't even want to hold any meeting. Uh, after we have prayed, some other ministers were there, and uh, come and see arguments. This one will raise his voice. That was it. And uh, one of Mama. Let me, not, let me not mention one prophetess who will say stop, stop arguing stop with I said mama, I will say to mama let them argue, it is normal it is, it is normal let them argue now I said even in the house of Abraham there was this type of uh, argument Abraham had gone to rest uh, he had entered into his rest and reward but the trouble he created while he was alive uh, we are still contending with it and, and that, that's true so that, that's true. That, that is what our father that did. He's, he's gone to heaven. He's in the presence of God now. And, uh, but the, the trouble he created, people are still contending with it till today. Yeah. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the sacredness of the of the Bible because Abraham had his fallen, uh, Moses broke the law and mention any of those Old Testament uh, saints. Uh, who does not have one thing, uh, some grey area of uh, of their life? Until Ansonipe is shaming more people in his shepherd, Tito, Tio Duro, Tico Fin, Cocombo, a dark way, Cocono, Baba, one week, but what you need, he had Contio Ticuno. Now, I'm talking about Moses. Monsor, Nipa Mose. The glory was no longer there. And, uh, but Abraham, uh, uh, Moses did something. He was feigning, feigning that glory. He feigned it. To him, it's like, what am I going to tell the world? That my face is no longer shining like uh, before. 
kini awon ogo yo mo so instead of going back to god the Bible says he was, was still putting on that veil. So that the people will not know that the glory was no longer there. And this, 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 that we have just analyzed Moses like we will analyze any Bible character either in the Old or New Testament. It's only that we like to talk about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, and so on and so forth, and all their fallings and failings and weaknesses. But we don't like to analyze our generation, our own fathers. We don't like to analyze what uh, our, our forebears. We don't like to analyze our church, our denomination. Um, somebody uh, who happened to have access to the diary of one big father in the church in the past he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe what he saw in that in, one, uh, 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 in that diary. And so we we had to cancel him. We had to cancel him that our father was only human. Why am I saying this? The ark was taken away by the enemy of Israel. And the ark was brought into the house of Dagon. And when the Israelites were not there to defend the ark, the ark fought for itself. Dagon fell before the ark. I said the church of God may fail has failed and in the future may still fail. And um, uh, I said, why do we have some churches that are springing up? Because God has no, uh, he, he will tolerate us for some time, but if we are not going to yield, then he may just brush us aside and eh? get a replacement. He will lay his hands upon some other people. Because what I'm saying is that if God's people fail, God himself cannot fail. fail. See, this is what uh, we keep saying to ourselves that uh, God, ha- there is always time, a time for that. God will 
when you look at the Bible, some 40 years, God will test his people with prosperity. Then, after that, he will test them with adversity and so on and so forth. That's how God uh, works. So, um, we need to look at ourselves as a church. Maybe this is, we're going to the pastor's conference uh, uh, this week. Uh, this, maybe this is, uh, uh, is meant for the ministers. But uh, to say we cannot fail will be a grand delusion on our part. So when the glory of God is departing from us either as individuals or as a corporate uh, body of Christ, we need to go back to him for the restoration of that which is lost and not to keep on failing his glory, failing his power, uh, thinking that everything is okay when it is not. And so when the ark, uh, yes, the, when Dagon fell before the ark, the, on the, the following day, the worshippers of Dagon, they came and they put Dagon back on his feet. And they thought that the, the fall was due to some unaccountable accident. An uh, accident we cannot explain. How, what happened? This has never happened before to uh, idol. Then what they do? Okay, they put it back. Forgetting that uh, they have brought in something that is uh, greater than their That's and when they replace it, put it back on its feet, the following day again, Dagon was broken into, into pieces. Uh, that there was only the torso. See, the head gone somewhere, the feet gone somewhere, the little arms went somewhere. Uh, it's like Dagon is saying, I submit the headship to the, to the ark. ark. I submit strength. Hmm. I submit everything to the ark. That's alright, the ark, yeah. Yep. You, know, you know, in the presence of the Lord, you know, the ark symbolizes the presence of the Lord. Uh, where the Lord is present, in the presence of the Lord, there are some, there are people who may want to place some dagon, the dagon of untruth, the dagon of falsehood, the dagon of error, the dagon of scheme, the dagon of intrigues, the dagon of politics in the church. 
they want to place all this, the dagon of all I've mentioned and more than that, before the very presence of the Lord. You know, I don't know why, but sometimes I don't like to pray about some things. I don't. Sometimes when there is trouble, I like to eat. I like to sleep. Because when I look at what some people erect, I see nothing in them but Dagon. And then we have the Bible. The one Dagon was well placed in that house of his. And what happened to it? In the presence of the ark of God, it fell. Why should I as a Christian or as a minister be afraid of untruth or of falsehood? of error, of scheme, of shenanigans, of politics in the church. They, they, they are not going to stand. I preached a message on that before somewhere. The plumb line. The Bible says, the man of God saw the Lord with a plumb line, a straight line. He holds in his hand the plumb line. The plumb line is straight. It is by the plumb line that buildings are judged. If it uh, inclines inward, or outward, or if it's perpendicular, or whatever, the plumb line decides that. And that's our God. Our God is straight. Our God is straight. Anything that is bent, crooked, has no, they have no place in His presence. So, uh, uh, <laughs> why should a Christian be afraid of the uh, pile of falsehood, pile of uh, um, schemes or politics against him anywhere, whether where you walk or where you live or in the church or whatever? Why should we be afraid of that which is untrue, that which is false? That which is not straight. Some, some prayer meetings are not straight. They can affect me. Some meetings are not straight. I'm not afraid of that. Well, I don't, but we Christians, we like to run here and there where you hear somebody is doing something about you or against you. you, 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 you sleepless nights. Uh, that's, that should not be uh, your concern. 
any dagon before the power of God, the presence of God, must do what? Must fall. That's it. You know, you know that Dagon did not fall before the coming of the ark. But immediately, Dagon was in contact with the ark. It fell. You know, Dagon of this world might stand erect uh, in the presence of his own people. When those who do obeisance to him, when they are holding their own meeting, when they are, because this is Dagon and his worshippers. This is Dagon and his men and women. So, yes, he will, he will still do what? Stand erect. Okay? They will be doing obeisance to him, eh? homage to him, but immediately, that which is true and powerful and strong, that which is the Lord comes. That's the end of Dagon. So, all we need do as Christians is to be men and women of truth, of righteousness, of that which is just. And that uh, uh, which is of good report, then we should not be afraid of the mountain and the hills and piles of lies that stand erect on their own. Immediately they come in contact with the people of truth, and with the truth itself, they will fall. The Bible says, even the hills, they melt like what? Wax. You don't the Bible. The hills melt like a wax. That's it. In the presence of the Lord. I like that song, Our God reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the people be glad. Mm. A fire goes before him and burn up us his enemies. The hill made like a wax at the presence of the Lord. In the presence of our own ark, which is the power of God and the presence of God, all things that are not of his will make like what? what? They, although they may be as tall and high as hill and mountain, we are assured that they will fall. This morning, that's one more thing we can learn from the two sides of the ark. What are you facing? What is it that you encounter? Yes, humanly speaking, when we have a pile and mountain of lies before us, uh, we uh, naturally, we, we, it's, about, it's about our nature. We want to be afraid of people and of 
But we know that every effort of the worshippers of Dagon to replace it only results into the total damage of Dagon. Yes, we need to pray. We may fast. We may do vigil. But the most important thing is to have with us the very presence of God. There are things we take care of. Remember, Israel didn't fast. They, they have even failed. As a, as a man or woman of God, you may fail. But that doesn't mean that his presence will not be with you. And even in their failure, God proved himself mighty. Even when you fail, it's with you. Behold, I am with you to the very end of the earth. So what is that thing before you today? The presence of the Lord will take care of that. He will fight your battle. That gun will fall before you. And you will be victorious. Shall we rise for prayer? Now, by the grace of God, maybe two more Sundays. Uh, any, no, not, not... I mean, any time I have the uh, opportunity of standing before you now, we will still be talking about these two sides of the ark. So we're going to pray this morning and tell the Lord every dagon of lies, every dagon of evil power every dagon of scheme of this world of Satan and his cohorts against me I command them to fall down in the presence of my God today let us turn into prayer shall we Father in the name of Jesus every dagon of lies of intrigues of the machinations of men of Satan against me and my life and my family fall in the presence of the living God